The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power. Hello and welcome to the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the Round 14 match against Hawthorne. Uh, it's played on Saturday afternoon at 1.15pm. On a Hawthorne. Sydney, what am I talking about? I've written, I didn't correct my own rundown. I corrected it everywhere else, especially I corrected it, you know, I corrected it in the bits that I don't read out. I missed it in the opening screen. So, versus Sydney, Saturday afternoon, 1.15pm, uh, Central Standard Time, Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm Portia, and joining me is uh, a correcting, interrupting whatever in the form of Macca. Macca, how are you? Mate, I have a feeling we'll beat uh, the Hawks in a pretty dour affair. Not not good <laughs> conditions. Up. It's going to be even at three-quarter time. We'll just get over the line. I have a feeling yeah. in my bones it's going to be Zach Butters that wins us the game. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Seriously, how good was that? That's just... So good. The last time, I'm going to say it, the last time that Port Adelaide has had a playmaker that is just so involved in so many important moves in a game is probably Gavin Wanganeen. It's probably Bucky Cunningham, I reckon. But, uh... Maybe Christian. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't know. I think, yeah. But I mean, like... Just no, he's a gun. He's a gun. He just does everything. Oh, and just to, just to watch him at the game, like how hard oh, he oh. runs, how hard he works. Yeah. Like he's not just a show pony. Like he does ah. all the hard gut running that you would ever want a player to do. Yeah. He's just a superstar. He, yeah. Look, I mean, he's yeah. Like I said, before, I think a couple of weeks ago, you know, he's got that Michael Wilson trait of you know, he's not only but not only is he doing things you go, oh yeah, that's good, but also when you watch on replay, you just see how much he's doing that isn't a stat, you know, that isn't um, theoretically as important um, as uh, as something else. And there's some players that all they ever do, everything they do, you see it. And Zach Butters isn't one of them. He does everything you see him do, and he does a shitload more. It's fantastic to watch. Yeah. But in any case... That's it. Who are we playing this week? <laughs> South Adelaide. Something uh, like that. South Adelaide. Uh, South, South Melbourne Swans. Yeah, uh, that's it. South, yeah, South Melbourne Swans this week. Um... I don't know how you're feeling about it, just in general terms. You've got a, a feeling that we're going to get over the line in this one. You've got a sinking what happened power feeling like last week? Or Smash him. Smash him. Smash him. Smash him. It's time, time oh, to consolidate and win this one by a decent margin and consolidate that spot on top of the ladder. That's, that's what <laughs> it's about for me. Look, I'm, I'm sure that's all we want to do. But um, it's interesting. Look, they're in exactly the same. It's exactly the same matchup in terms of ladder position as we had last week. So um, Sydney is sixteenth of the ladder, same as Hawthorne was sixteenth of the ladder last week. We're still first. Um, you know, the, the amount more confidence that we have about beating Sydney than Hawthorne, I don't know if it's justified. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not like, like I it's feel not like, like Hawthorne have got a lot more potential match winners than what Sydney do on paper. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel different about this game. Hawthorne was a bit of a dodgy one with Burgoyne and Wingard and Impey and all those guys, whereas Swans, I don't know. don't know. I have a, I have a good feeling about this one, which is usually a bad sign, but uh, I'm going to take it as a good sign. Fair enough. Look, I mean, I guess this is the unusual circumstance where I think you've got a good feeling about it, but I was sort of thinking, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> What's going um, on? What's going on? 
Well, let's talk about what's going on. Um, what do you reckon about the uh, whole palaver about uh, San Pal Pepper suspension? No, bit of an extra story there. Just uh, stupidity on behalf of the tribunal, really. Like, shouldn't have been suspended in the first place. Like, they clearly had he clearly had some form of direction about those sorts of tackles, considering like five of them went up at the tribunal, uh, yeah. and none of them were uh, all that dangerous, really. So no, I don't know. It just I mean, seemed a complete waste of time. For me, like it was a waste of time, even like when it happened, like when the commentators are pointing it out, and you go, oh, what that? Yeah. Because McAvoy had both arms free, you know. It, it's, it's, it, yeah, exactly. He could have done exactly right. He did, he did nothing. There was no real consequence. It wasn't a sling tackle, because no. it happened to be a sling tackle, and he just goes to ground. Like, that's not a sling tackle. Um, the worst one, really... that wasn't even the worst one. Like, the worst one was <laughs> the Melbourne player. I think it was Langdon, mm. who just... Oh, I don't even got suspended for something. I'm not even sure what it was. Like he just sort of picked him up, and the the guy that he was tackling sort of pulled him on top of him, and then he gets suspended for it. Like, makes no sense at all. But they all got off somehow. Somehow the AFL has indicated what is it? They're dropping twenty percent of uh, the staff or something like that over the off season. Yeah, hopefully Michael um, and- Christian's one of them. Bloody hope so. I mean, if that can't, if that place, that stagnant shithole of fucking of suspension review does not get an absolutely thorough clean out and rehiring the people that maybe played the game in the last 10 years would be ideal yeah. in the 20 years. Even. I mean, because it's just absolutely ridiculous what they're doing, what they do uh, in that role. It, I know it's, it's been long enough. Byron Pickett was playing the last time they uh, had a, a, a tribunal overhaul, but it's desperately needed. Because yeah. this whole system that they have is complete joke, particularly when it comes to when they decide to be lenient. So when they decide to penalise, yeah, that is the appeals process. When they decide, oh, no, Hodge is a good bloke or whoever's a good bloke, let's give him a light suspension and he accepts it. Like, that's the hugest flaw in that system. Yeah. I don't, I, honestly, can I be honest? I don't see a problem of going back to the days that if you get reported, you go to the tribunal just straight away. Why did we leave that? I think the system we've got at the moment is fine. It's just not being used correctly. Well, I mean, I guess you could say, yeah. Well, I mean, if you say that the default suspension should be slightly more than it merits, and then the player has the choice to accept it or not. But when it comes out not infrequently as unders for what has actually happened, I don't know. I think there's a huge flaw in the system as it is just because Mm -hmm. of that, because of that that rating system that yep. they want to make it a bargain to accept the penalty. And like, why, why should there be a bargain? They've either broken the rules of the game or they haven't. Yeah. I, I don't really don't get it. That's fair. We've got Ryan in the speaker chat who, uh, has said he's hoping Sam Gray gets selected so that we can all melt one more time. That'd be great. For uh, old time's sake. And it's possible Sam Gray could be added to the spuds that tear us apart list. It's very what happened power. Well, I mean, honestly, I kind of would like that. If um, Sam Gray wins the game for Sydney, I'm never watching a game of football again, ever. If he does the, re- the reverse Jared Poulton, yeah, yeah. Just kicks That's the door after the siren. That's my time in football finished. Done. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, no, look, I mean, I've got nothing against Sam Gray playing for another team. No yeah. problem at all. So, 
be fine if he, if he wants to come in for Sydney. And look, I don't care if he gets a goal. If it's one of those ones where he's sort of running with the flight and it's the only goal they get for most of the quarter and he kicks the goal, I'll be happy for him. It's absolutely fine. If he does for them what he did for us, that's not a threat at all. At least he'll probably hit some port players on the chest this week. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and another another hot topic with uh, Mark Rusciuto stirring the pot about Dixon. What do you reckon about all that? Yeah, it's just not cricket, is it? Like, as uh, I think Kane Corn said, or one of the other Junos said, um, you know, could you imagine the uproar if uh, Koshy came out and said something about the Crouch Brothers or something like that? You know, it would be yeah. front page news, but. Um, yeah, he shouldn't really be commenting on other clubs, but I don't think Mark Rusciuto gives a shit anymore, to be honest. No. Well, <laughs> he, he just doesn't care. He, he clearly, like I said a couple of weeks ago, he's clearly setting himself up to be the Doug Thomas of the Adelaide Football Club. Just yeah. sort of, he reckons he's, untu- he's untouchable and he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And, yeah. you know, like that's good for us, really, in the longer term. I mean, it might be staring a pot about this, but ultimately, like, if you've got an absolute clown running the Adelaide Crow, that's fantastic news. Yeah. Um, all right, well, now, Dixon's, what, 30 years old? Like, if if Brisbane yeah. wants to give him a four-year deal, yeah, see it, you mate. later. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Charlie, for the four years yeah, of service. Like, and It's uh, not even a conflict for me. Not even, I'm not even sort of thinking, oh, yeah, but no. Nah. Like, no, nah, go, mate, go. If he was 26, it, then, you know, person. I'd be worried. But, you know, if it's 30, yeah. like, I can't imagine what he'll be playing like at 34. Oh, God, no. Nah, no. Nah. Look, I mean, that would not be a concern at all. And look, I mean, it's not like we can't improvise around it, yeah? yeah? As far as what he... Like, he offers potentially... He always offers a lot. That's the thing about Charlie Dixon. He always potentially offers a huge amount as a focal point. And certainly you could say, yeah, okay, that contributes a lot to the side. But the fact that he has those sessions where he just does fuck all as a forward himself, mm. um, that just really hurts the side. And it would not be too difficult to restructure without him. Yeah. A completely different setup. It would require... a you know, some sort of a little bit of creativity from the coaches, but we could get we could get by without Charlie Dixon. We could, we could. Because um, I'm going to break it to you, Maka. Yep. I'm not convinced we're going to win the. I'm not going to convince we're going to win the Premiership this year. Well, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. I'm really not convinced we're, we're going to do it. It's not. It's not anti hinkliness It's just. Well, where's that, your sense of that, spirit here, Porsche? Yeah, I'm really sorry, but it, it's just true. I just sort of think no. Nah, We've seen all these parts before. Yeah, We've well, seen I how think they we're every chance. And they're still breaking the same way. The only, the only X factor is if somehow, and I don't even think it's possible, if, if Zach Bartis comes out and starts playing twice as good as he is now and pulling out these ridiculous game-saving moves, and if Rosie gets it back, if he starts doing that again, because uh, he's had a pretty quiet year, hasn't he? Um, and... I mean, obviously with injury, but and uh, Desmar comes back and he's actually fit and able to perform at the level he was last year. You know, like I don't know. There's a couple of things to improve, but a few things have got worse. We've had Marshall out for a while, so who knows what he's going to do when he's back? How quickly he'll recover? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't think the stars are going to align for it. So when you look at that and you say, well, if that's not particularly likely, then what? We can lose Dixon. We can lose Dixon and look around it. Anyway, that's my negativity. I'm done with that for now. It's all positive from here. Good. 
Okay, all right. So just because of the coincidence of when we're recording and because it's been a hot topic on the uh, uh, old uh, Port Adelaide podcast in recent weeks, I'm just going to give you a live update on Brendan Archie in the West Coast game right now. So we are currently well into the third quarter and he's already got seven of the sub-10 possessions he's likely to get this week. So he's doing really well. And do you, look, what do you reckon the odds are that he'll actually crack the 10 this week? Well, I just watched him just miss a, a goal just a moment ago, which was disappointing for him. But look, he'll yep. um, look. There's only two games to go now, so. Oh my god, I can't believe it! It's so weird. It's, it's just, I can't recall a time I've ever watched a club that a player has had sub ten possession average, has played nearly every game. I mean, honestly, I was probably. I don't even think he could get away with it, Carlton. He's a beautiful man, Brendan. Beautiful the worst man. time. Yeah, he absolutely is. He absolutely is. But, do you want um, Rick's uh, bank details now, or do you want him to give them to you? Or... Uh, I can't. I, I don't think you can send and the the box of tea he already owes me um, through a bank transfer, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I like it. Good on you, Brendan. Well, it's wild, but uh, he's good a good luck, guy. He's going to look back on 2020 and he's going to say, wasn't 2020 a great year? And everyone else is going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk a bit about Sydney. Uh, so, look, I had a really shallow look at the statistics for them because I don't, there's not much to talk about um, when their position on the ladder for most statistics pretty much matches their ladder position. But let's talk about them. So they're 4-8 and eight for the season, 16th on the ladder uh, in line... Oh, I'm not sure. No, they're not like that. But they've just uh, they lost last week. Um, and yeah, they're, they're still trying to play Walmart football. But unlike when Sydney are good, they're getting blown up regularly. So there's a couple of really interesting stats related to that. So they're um, 16th in the ladder, but they're only 10th for the most goals against. So they're not giving away as many as you know they could be to be 16th in the ladder. Uh, and well, they're Sydney, 15th. they're just dour, aren't they? So. They're just our, but they're fifteenth possession against. So there's not teams aren't over possessing against them, uh, and the seventeenth for goal assists against. Which you'd normally say, "Wow, seventeenth for goal assists against." That's good, but in this case, I think really all it means is that Sydney's trying to clog up the game, and then they get torn right open. There's no need to work together to get the ball into the goal or anything like. That. There's no there's no flurry of activity. It's just a matter of okay, Sydney's fucked up. Here's a little bit here. We've just yep. got to kick it to an open forward and then they'll slot the goal and it'll just be as easy as that. And I think that's what's happening to Sydney this year. It's uncharacteristic for Longmire, but I think it's just sort of a lot about where their list is. And um, I don't think it says anything about Longmire's tenure at Sydney, although it might, arguably. It might be that he's at the point where he's sort of thinking, what's my next job? I don't know. Um, because there's no doubt. Like, I guess when you've been at a club as long as he has at Sydney and you've had that success... At a certain point, you're going to realise, well, okay, I could be at Sydney for this much longer or I could extend it longer by going to a new club that will give me a big contract. And yeah. so I'm just wondering if he's getting close to that point now. Oh, look, he'll uh, definitely get a job somewhere else. Yeah, he's a really good coach. Oh, and absolutely. He's done, done a yeah. great job at Sydney. He won a premiership, made a couple of other grand finals with a, a good squad. Um, you know, he's yeah. a good coach, good tactical coach. Yeah. Um, he'll definitely get another job somewhere else when it's uh, when he chooses to leave. Absolutely. So it'd be interesting to see um, what might happen with that, particularly if Sydney you know, have a slow start next year, for example. Um, but yeah, so those are the interesting stats. Basically, they're getting blown out. Uh, so, I mean, 
as far as yeah, anything else interesting about them? No, not really. They're just a terrible team right now. Yeah. Um, anything to say about that at all, Maka? They're just not in a good spot. Like they're just in that. You know, they're in a rebuild phase. You know, Buddy hasn't played all year. They they struggle to kick goals. You know, it's either Papley or nothing really up forward. Yeah. Um, they've got some really good young players coming through, but it's going to take time to gel. You know, I really rate Robottom. He's a good player. Um, Florence turned to, in, into a really good player in the midfield. Um, Blakey's shown signs. He's had a couple of good games in the last few weeks. Um, you know, Dylan Stevens is getting a go, which is great for him. Um Callum Mills has had a really good season. Tom McCartan's shown signs as well. So they've got some tools there where in two, three years' time you think they'll be um, a pretty decent team again, but they need quite a few other parts as well. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Sydney goes over the next couple of years and uh, certainly uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go as far as their attempts to somehow lose Buddy Franklin's salary in their salary cap. It'll be interesting to see if they their little experiments and that will work. They probably will. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but just moving on to us this week, obviously it's Thursday night, so there's no selections. I hate it so much. Very annoying. Uh, Very annoying. That's annoying. Like, there's no reason for it. Even the 25, like even if they said, okay, we're going to name a 25, like that would still give something. Right, it's just absolutely frustrating. But um, so ins and outs. Look, we've had a little bit of a discussion before the podcast. Not much um, about potentially Sam Hayes in. I don't know. I'd love to see him in. I would love to see Sam Hayes come in this week. Mako, what do you think the chances are? Slim to nil. I think. Unfortunately, I would love for Hayes to come in, unless um, Lysett's out injured, I can't see it happening because it looks like Marshall will be back. It looks like Rosie will be back. I'd expect Dersma to get a game as well. And I just don't think that we will go in with Hayes this time around, unfortunately. I hope he gets a game at some point soon before the end of the season. Um, he deserves a game. Um, maybe there's queries over his um, fitness levels, but outside of that... Um, I'd be well happy for him to get a go, but I don't think it'll happen. Look, for me, it's a matter of if not now, then when. You know, like if the, I could not, you could not on paper put together a better scenario to give Sam Hayes his first game. Really? You know, you've mm. got Lysett a bit iffy. Laddams has screwed up his ruck for the next few games and maybe for the season, who knows? Um, we're up against a terrible team. Our midfield does seem to be functional enough that a young ruckman can work with them. Uh, if you can't name him this week, I don't know that he'll be playing for Port Adelaide. What do you reckon? I don't. I don't know how well, it happens. He's contracted for next year, so I'll, yeah. But I would be very confident he'll get games next year. But um, I don't. I reckon he might, but I reckon he'll be asking for a trade in the off season. Um, maybe I think that because it's, I think because there's a year left on his contract, the Port will say, "Well, you're under contract. Let's get some offers in." I would hope that. Uh, he just he's happy to bide his time. Like we all know the talent that's there. We all know that well, me and you know that he's a better ruckman than what yeah. Adams is going to be in terms of pure ruck work. Um yep. and I feel yep. like long term him and Laddams would make a great duo together. So hugely. Yeah. I would have thought he'd um I would have thought he would have got a game by now, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And look I mean if you're a Victorian club right now, I would be absolutely stunned if they weren't inquiring about him. That would be absolutely stunning if they weren't. Um, but, you know, 
we'll do what we do, I guess. Uh, okay, moving. Do you have any other changes you're sort of predicting might happen, apart from the ins that we talked about, Marshall and Rosie? Well, I think Marshall will come in for Westhoff, or at least that should happen. I would assume that Rosie will come in for Motlock. And I would expect Dersmer to come in for someone. I'm not entirely sure who. Well, (laughs) it's not really like for like, but I can see that happening. Burton's fit as well, apparently, so he might be a chance. We we might see a fair few changes this week. So Burton for Bonner would obviously happen, I think. Um, Yeah. Not sure who Dersmer comes in for. Maybe, Maybe Woodcock might be the unlucky one. Yeah, oh, I'm look, not sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sold on Desmond coming back in, honestly, because he's been in pretty terrible form this year. Um, and I know there's no secondary competition for him to play at, but like, if it's just that he's lost a bit, he's having a bit of trouble with fitness. I mean, I don't see that it would hurt to not play him another week. Well, he and Farrell um, played really well in the uh, in the scratch match on the weekend, apparently. So, I don't know. I've, I think he's still part of our best twenty-two. So, I don't yeah. see any reason why he wouldn't come back in as a bit of a. You know, you've had your week or two off, you know, to say, hey, pull your finger out. Now it's time to get some kicks at the at the main level. Do you think it's a pull your finger out issue or do you think it's something else? I think it's just a... I think since... Well, he started the season really, really well. And it was only since he came back from his injury where he sort of struggled a little bit. So I would assume it's just, uh, hey, you know, you're not guaranteed a spot every week no matter how you play. Like... You've got to pull your finger out and perform. So, yeah, you said, I don't. I don't think, I think it's. A, I think it's. I think it, that he's coming back from the injury and just hasn't come back well. So I, I, I'm not convinced that it's because of you know lack of work ethic or anything like that. I think it's probably might be even be for me that he needs another week. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I guess I don't, I don't think it's lack of work ethic because he was still he was still running no. really hard. I think it's just yeah out of form like that happens. So yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Oh well, anyway. Uh, I guess uh, talking about the opposition changes, we don't know because it's Thursday night. Sam Gray will come in and win the game for them. I think yeah. you know, that's a given. Yeah. Um, who else gets changed? Who knows? <laughs> who really knows? Who knows oh, I don't know who's played well for them in their reserve. Um, <laughs> and it looks like on paper they've got pretty much a full strength side ish. Yeah. Except for Buddy, maybe. But um, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Speaking of uh, Sydney Reserves, just to remind me of the sidebar I didn't mention to put in earlier, what about the uh, idea of the NEAFL and the VFL merging and us being stuck in the SANFL like donkeys? <laughs> well, it might be the first step towards a national AFL Reserves competition. Um, well, that might that's be, what I'm thinking. Like, we've just, we're literally in a year right now where we don't have a team in the SANFL, and honestly, I don't give a shit. And I, don't think, I think there's a lot of people are just realising they don't really give a shit. Yeah, this is the oh, perfect look, time. This would be the perfect if time. They're going to do that for, if they're going to do it for 2021 to have that combination, like Port should be saying, yeah, we'll be in on that too. Thanks, yeah. like just immediately, but just yeah, 100. percent And the it would fact be nice. that it's emerged now, rather, rather than it just being Port and the VFL, the fact that it is a, a potential merger, so that they do have to, you know, the AFL is acknowledging that they will have to work out how to deal with costs for travel between, for example, New South Wales and Queensland and Victoria. That brings Port right back into that discussion immediately at that point because if you're having to discuss, you know, if you're having to discuss, oh, what do you do if, um, I don't know, Williamstown has to play against Port Adelaide, who's paying the costs or whatever else, you know. I forget which the independent one is. Port Melbourne's an independent one. So Port plays Port, right? 
um, who's going to pay for players to fly between states and all that sort of thing. But if they're already doing it for Sydney reserves like shit, I mean, Port Adelaide, there's no reason why Port Adelaide can't join that league at this point. And it should be a number one priority for Kosh, KT, bloody everyone at Port Adelaide right now should be pushing for that because it's going to be the healthiest thing for Port Adelaide Football Club to do um, at this point, 100%. 100%. Long term, I think it's the right decision, but uh, it won't be next year, I don't think. We'll be back in the SNFL. And we've got a contract It'll be hard. in there, so... Fuck the contract. We can get out of that. If the AFL want it, they'll do it. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It would... Yeah, anyway. That was a sidebar. I have very strong opinions on this. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I, I would much rather have our reserves play against Collingwood Reserves at Albert and play against fucking Sturt. What do you reckon? I would love that. Right? It'd be so much more meaningful. And it'd also be really helpful for recruitment because it'd give the SA boys interstate an opportunity to come back when they're young and realise, you know, playing in Adelaide's pretty good. Oh, well. Anyway, moving on. Game in general. Uh, should we be concerned about John Longmire as a coach? I don't think he's got enough to work with, do you? No, I don't think the cattle's there. Um... He might pull a rabbit out of his hat, but you know they've only won four games this year against four, pretty much the four bottom teams. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening. We've beaten them the last three times we played them. I, I don't, I don't see him pulling a rabbit out of the hat this week. Nah, and as far as psychological advantage, I mean, first versus sixteenth, it has to be bought. There's no discussion about it at all. There's no, and there's no, not really any historical cringe. Uh, the players that were here in 2000 and, what, 2003 when they smashed us in that final and ruined our season, they're not here anymore, so it's no big deal. Uh, all right, so moving along, I guess, uh, questions from Big Footy Macker. Questions from a Big Footy. All right, first one uh, is from Interstater. We've already talked about this, but uh, I'm assuming no selection until Friday night, so it makes footy questions tricky apart from the obvious ones like who should come in or out, and will Sam Gray kick a goal after the siren to win the game? He won't do it after the siren, but he'll do it with two minutes left. I think he'll kick... Yeah, I think he'll kick a junk time goal in the last quarter, but I think that probably it's probably likely that that will be a long way behind the margin that would be required to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would definitely, mm. I think he, if he comes in, he'll kick a goal, for sure. Yeah. I don't think he'll come in, though. I think he'll stay in the reserves. But... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do we have any others, or is it a quiet Yeah, um... a bit quiet, but uh, we do have a couple of others. Uh, AFL 2004 has asked, thoughts on Hinkley making the players do extra physical training session this week? Um, well, look, mm-hmm. I mean... I think it's good. The old uh, I think extra training before finals. Yeah, that's it. Like, the the John Cale special? That's... Well, it's the John Cale special, and, you know, we were doing it under Choco as well, and, like, bloody Collingwood doing it as well when they smashed us. Again, my brain's still in 2003, ignore me. <laughs> uh, or 2002, 2003. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's an old tried and true thing to do a bit of physical training before final. So we're top of the ladder. Why wouldn't we be doing that? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And last question, AFL 2004, is best ice cream? Ooh. Got to be a maxi ball first... for me, mate. My first response would be an almond magnum. Oh, I yeah. do like an almond magnum. I like a boysenberry um, cornetto as well. Okay. They're Two classics. Good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Do you prefer Magnum or Connoisseur? Definitely Magnum, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting, interesting. What am I missing? I reckon Connoisseur's the premier ice cream over Magnum. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's the premier stick ice cream for sure. I think it's okay. uh, just a, a little bit nicer. And I was I was staunch Magnum until Connoisseur came out. Um, I think they're a little bit bigger. I think they're a little bit tastier. They've got better, um, more more exotic flavours. Uh, the wattle, yeah. seed and, wattle seed and hazelnut one is really, really good. I think oh, really? um, the mint cookies and cream is really, really good. Um, you can't go wrong with a almond magnum, though. That's that's probably no. my previous favourite, but of a of a stick ice cream. But I reckon the my favourite one overall. Is Maxibon for sure? Yeah, fair enough. And, and you can't honestly, beat a giant twin. Giant twins are, w- are wicked as well. Sometimes, sometimes for me, I'm just and it's very rare, but sometimes I'm just really in the mood for an Eskimo pie. I don't know if they even still make them, but sometimes it's like, yeah, I just want that shitty biscuit and ice cream and nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> that soggy, <laughs> that soggy brown stuff, gunge, whatever it is. Mm. You just want that. Yeah, I like it. Oh. And that's it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's roll into the final wrap. I think you've got a controversial comment uh, as far as the winning side of my Jamaica. Go for it. Port by 41, mate. Oh, my God. Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> Lock of the week. That's wild, Maka. Do you realize what you're doing? I oh, know. I oh, know. I'm tempting oh. fate with the gods here, but uh, I don't know. I yep. feel lucky. I feel lucky here. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, um, for me, I, I do think I don't think it's a danger game, but I think that I'm inclined to underestimate Sydney based on their current form, and I think honestly, that's probably un- not unfair to do that to underestimate Sydney's ability to play football. But I think that, barring the most wackadoo changes to our 22 possible, which I don't think we're going to do. Theoretically, we've got players coming back that will fix some of the wackadoo stuff that's already happened. Um, Port have got to win, right? And so if Port are going to win, they're probably going to win. Let's say it's a game that should be won by 40 points or more, but that because it's Sydney, because we'll sort of be coasting a bit for finals, and particularly, as you mentioned, the physical training, I think we're probably going to win by about 25 points. Yeah. Fair enough. Ryan on the Spreaker chat has said Port by 52. Uh, Libby yeah. has said, let's hope it's a big win, Port by 48. And Dylan has said uh, Port, four goals, 529. Sam Gray, five goals, 131. So there you go. Uh, he's also said that was a perfect slide whistle, Macca. Thank you very much. I was pretty proud of that effort. And uh, would you, you take Jay Danaher? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure he'd want to fly in and out from Sydney every week, but um, who knows? Probably nah. take him. Oh, I'd, I'd be happy with Joe. Dixon can go to Brisbane. Play, we can get Joey, but... Joey D in. Uh, he just look the the injury factor is the concern for me. Like if you're going to spend that much money on a player, you want him to be on the park. I don't yeah. know. That's me. Well, hopefully he's over his issues now. Well, I mean, hopefully, but geez, you know, um, yeah, I, I I I don't think he'd we'd be on his list of places he'd want to even go to. To be honest, would you reckon? We would be low on the list, I think. 
I think would be very low on that list. And then also, here's the downside. You have to do with Buddy Dodder and put up with a whole off-season of Buddy Essendon fans. Like, uh, uh, why would you want to put up with that? Why would you want to put up with that? It would just be the most heinous experience imaginable. No, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's your hardest goal kicker report this week? Uh, I'm going to say Connor Rosie with three. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a big one. Hmm. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just sort of combine this segment with the next one. And I'm just going to say, I haven't seen Zach Butters kick a bag yet. Let's say Zach Butters with four. So that'd be but nice. I, I would I would accept a, a buttery four goal effort. That'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> that'd be good. This, uh, this could be a game where Charlie gets off the leash a bit and kicks another mini bag. Yeah. Look, it should be, but it's just as likely to be a game where Tyler gets off the leash and kicks one goal six, so who knows. Yeah. Uh, weekly after that, how good is Zach Butters? We've already discussed him at the start of the Pretty show. Pretty good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, second, would you second, please? Sign Hinkley still. I'm signing. Oh, I'm still sacking. Uh, and are there any other games this week that you're looking forward to? Well, I wouldn't mind watching the second half of the game that just finished. Um, yeah. So I stopped watching that at half time, and it looked like Hawthorne were going to run away with it, and uh, suddenly they lost. So, <clears throat> so yeah, keen to see the end of that one. What about mm, you? Mm. Uh, look, I mean, honestly, I, I'm kind of tempted. I really kind of want to, uh, right now. I would really like to tune in and watch the uh, Brendan Archie show, uh, just because I don't understand how he's staying in the side. I just don't understand it. But apart from that one, look, I think that. Um, Mm, let's see here. I think Melbourne St Kilda would be interesting. I don't. I don't mean it would be interesting in the terms that you'll see really good football. I think it would be interesting because I think they're both teams that I don't separate their coaches, but they are functional sometimes. And I just have no way of predicting who's going to win that one. Yeah. Like I, I think that's probably the most even matchup of the round. Um, personally, and the fact that it's in the NT as well, like who knows what factor that's going to have on it as well. It's going to be fascinating, I think. Um, should it be the seven forty PM game, and we're in the Saturday afternoon slot? No, no. but it's going to be an interesting game, nonetheless. Fair uh, enough. Uh, it's not a big week of football, to be honest. No, it's not. Uh, and before we go, quick update on Brendan Archie. We're now into. Let's see here. What's the timing? We're now into three-quarter time. He's up to eight possessions. So, look, he's got another quarter to get those final two to crack the ten. Um, we'll see how he goes. You'll, you'll know by the time you hear this, so congratulations. Congratulations, Brendan. And, uh, look, I mean, honestly, if you make 50 games, well done. I don't know how you did it. It's just some kind of... I, have no, I, I how, how could this happen? How can, it, how can this happen? This makes no sense. Wonderful uh, anyway. footballer, Brendan Archie. Wonderful player. <laughs> Moving on. He'll make a hundred. He'll make a hundred clearly. <sighs> you reckon, mate, do you reckon that uh, Rick could take the double down on that one? <laughs> oh, I reckon he might. I reckon he might. He said to me during the week, "Oh, I'm pretty sure Porsche will owe me a thousand dollars if uh, Archie <laughs> makes fifty games." I said, oh, "I'm not sure that was the bet, Rick, but hey, why not?" <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. But, uh, uh, Scott in the Spreaker chat has asked. Uh, Brad Crouch. What are, yeah. what are your thoughts on Brad Crouch? Do we need him? Poss- possibly, yes. Yes. You say possibly. Are we talking about like if Ollie Wines goes? Um, well, 
Look, I think uh, midfield is a bit of a donut at the moment because we've got some really old midfielders and then we've got some really young midfielders and nothing in between except for Ollie Wines, who may go. Okay. So, yep. you know, we've got, what, 31-year-old Rockliffe, who's not going to get another contract, I would think. No. Boak's 32. He's probably got, you know, who, who knows? We can't rely on Travis Boak having career best years every year I from now no. on because it's no. not going to happen. Robbie Gray, although he, he's only a bit part in the midfield, he's 32. He'll probably retire at the end of next year. Ebert's going to retire, possibly this year. Um, yeah. You know, we, take them out of it at the end of 2021. And, um, you know, there's not, there's not much there. So I think Crouch coming in, he'll be 27. He'll probably have, you know, four years as a decent quality um, stopgap measure. Um and he might just help us win a flag in the meantime while we've got those other players. Because he is, a, he is a very good player. A lot of people on Big Footy have said, oh, he's too slow, he's too slow. I think people are getting confused with Matt Crouch, who is mm. slower than a dump truck, but um, who is a, probably a dump truck, actually. But Brad Crouch actually has some decent pace. He'd probably be... You know, he's, he's quicker than Boak, so he would be our quickest midfielder in that centre square set up if he was to I come. guess the main the most interesting thing like I mean I, I understand I agree with the case I think he made a good case and I can see that we would at least be talking to him yeah but does he really want that level of hatred in his life <laughs> <laughs> like, like at a certain point like you have to think like being a Crows player like that's tough anyway it's tough to be a Crows player. I'm, I'm not, we, we haven't had this not, before, have we? We haven't had, like, no. who's the best player that swapped clubs? Like, Brad Symes or something? You know, <laughs> we haven't really had, like, a, an actual good quality player swap teams. So, Scott Hodges. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, look, that, that's it. Like, it doesn't happen, and you just know that, and particularly going, the you know, Crows to Port, like, oh, my God. <laughs> the level of hatred would be absolutely absurd. I mean, we can't call him absurd. Bad Couch anymore if um if he does come over. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I'm I'm certainly look. I don't know. I mean, the only issue is his body. Uh, but as I said yeah. on Big Footy, like if you could guarantee that we get 80 games out of him, like you'd take it. You'd take it every yeah. time. Uh, and okay, here's a question for you. Another quick hypothetical before you wrap up. What if you said, I'll come, but you've got to bring my brother over and play him? <laughs> no. Nah. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> Go to Gold Coast, mate. Chase the money. That's what I'd say. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I think, this is, I think we're doing all right there to make a show out of the fact there's no bloody selection on a Thursday night. Yep. Um, so, uh, thanks for doing the smacker. And Khan uh, Port. Khan the pair. Khan Port. Port. And uh, thanks for everyone listening in, too. Oh,